Hello, everyone. This is the Views from the Kicks podcast. My name is Sandy Burks, and because we are in the middle of May, it is graduation time at Hendricks, and that means it is a great time to bring on one of my favorite senior athletes. He is hands down one of my favorite Hendricks athletes to talk to, and this has been a long time coming. So I wanted to keep this intro short because he's going to do most of the talk, and he's really good at that and has a lot more valuable things to say than I will. So finally, I can say welcome to the Views from the Kicks podcast, Sean Coleman. Sean, it's great to have you on. Oh, thank you, Sandy. I'm glad to be here. Uh, like you said, it's been super fun talking to you over the years, and uh, I'm glad that if we get one last one, we get to have it saved forever on a good little podcast. So, so for the people at home who maybe you know don't recognize your voice as much, where we got to talk to, where I got to talk to you a lot was after basketball games, doing post game press conferences. And thankfully, the best part about being at Hendricks is we don't conduct many post game press conferences after a loss because we don't lose that much. And like <laughs> you know and but you always had just the most amazing energy um, talking to us, and it was just a blast. And I know the people at home who are watching on the Warriors Sports Network really enjoyed uh, getting to hear you because I thought you were definitely one of the uh, vocal parts of the team and gave people insight in the, in the like what kind of culture that y'all have and that y'all had and and just everything going on. And this was a very fun year to cover for Hendricks basketball. Obviously, didn't end the way that you would want it to in the end, but I mean, I can just. I, I, for one, I can tell you, I've been doing this for a few years now, and this has probably been the most fun basketball season to cover. And I think a lot of it, though, has to do with the fact that it's you guys, as the seniors, this is the first class that I was a senior when y'all were freshmen. So it was like, man, I got to watch y'all grow up, and you're at this point now. It was just so much fun. So, uh, you know, we'll get a chance to talk about that quite a bit. But how about we rewind a little bit? You know, you're in graduation, but let's go back to how you got the Hendricks in the first place. Can you kind of walk us through the recruiting process? Yeah, right. Uh, well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that, that it was such a fun season. And, you know, I, I think all of us appreciated every moment, didn't really take it for granted. Um, at least I know I didn't. Uh, but yeah, going back into, I went to high school in Dallas, Texas, and uh, a big 6A private school, Bishop Lynch, and had a pretty good high school career. Um, and had a few <clears throat> different schools that, you know, wanted me to come play for them. But at the end of the day, the relationships that I built with Coach McCracken and, and you know, Jen McCracken and the family. And uh, I already knew some players on the team, Jacob and Preston, and they had spoke so highly of him and the school. Uh, and then obviously the school's reputation academically, you know, spoke for itself. And uh, the fit was just really good on all surfaces, you know, basketball, uh, the coaches were awesome. The people were awesome. Uh, academically, the school was a really elite fit. Uh, and then it's really close to my family in Dallas. So a five hour drive or a 45 minute, you know, puddle jump on a plane. So uh, it just kind of all worked out really nicely. And uh, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I really enjoyed my four years here and loved it. And, you know, the decision I made at 18 is the decision I'd make again at 22. So I know that I made the right one. That's interesting you say that. So at first I wanted to ask you about something else, but I want to jump on that real quick while I can. When I when we do recruiting events for football, people will ask, like when we talk to parents, they'll say, what steered you towards Hendricks? And there are a lot of different things that I can say from my end. Like, you know, my parents went here. It's only 30 minutes from my house, this and that. I mean, great school. But, and so, you know, if you're asking seven different people, they'll probably tell you seven different things. But what I say is, what made us decide then to come to Hendricks is one thing. But when you look back after your four years, I would always say it's Coach Buck. Like that, the school is great. Like I would have chosen the school regardless. But Coach Buck really for us is that unifying piece. And um, it, and I thought your answer kind of resembled that. Like 
listen, I may have chosen Hendricks for these things, but when I look back, I wouldn't have made it any different because of just how special a program you were a part of with men's basketball and, in the school in general, is that kind of the sense that you have? Absolutely. I think, you know, Coach McCracken's been so great and he's been able to tie in, you know, 16 years of Hendricks people into one, you know, into him and having that good group of, you know, when we beat Fort Smith two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, I mean, he said his phone didn't stop ringing the next day from alumni just calling and just congratulating him. And we felt that, you know, like, oh my gosh, we're part of this really cool program that this guy brought us all here together. And at the end of the day, I don't think any of us would have came here if it weren't for him. You know, the the relationship that he's able to create as a coach and a recruiter is uh, is second to none. And I think that, like you said about Coach Buck, he's, you know, been able to be like a father figure to a lot of people. And, you know, the school obviously on that side of campus does a great job too of, you know, grooming you into a better person and everything. But the coaches really do a, a great job of it here. Well, and, okay, so the question I was going to ask Sorry. you before that, no, 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 that's not you. I'm glad you did. That's why you're on here, because you're interesting, <laughs> and you're going to bring up stuff that I didn't even think about. So I was going to, I didn't, you know, it's been, you know, quite a few years now since you went through that recruiting process. You don't have to name, like, other schools that you were being recruited by, but it is interesting that I would, I mean, you're a really talented player, and I would imagine that you probably got recruited by some schools in the area, some schools that were rivals with in football that, I would, you know, you had to make a decision to maybe come five and a half hours, I would imagine, about that uh, point to to come here. Did you sense anything different about Hendricks compared to some of the other schools that were probably recruiting you? And you mentioned those relationships with Coach McCracken. Were those like apparent, like what you were going to have here when you visited? Right, right. Yeah, I think right when I stepped on campus, I just felt accepted. I felt, you know, everybody we've wanted me to come here. The, the people that I met felt like they wanted me to come here and they just really accept me with open arms. And uh, the other place that I went and visited, it's not that they didn't do that. It's just, I felt that on a different level here at Hendricks. And, you know, they make the joke that it's home Dricks or whatever, but I did feel at home when I got here and I'm sad leaving home, you know, now. So this will always be home. Uh, but yeah, the relationships that I created in that, in the initial go is, you know, what stood out the most for Hendricks uh, compared to the other schools? Well, it's got to help when there's quite a healthy dose of Metroplex kids at Hendricks. I mean, it's, it, Arkansas has been invaded by Texans. And I mean, I, and I like it because, you know, the University of Arkansas is very similar from what I understand with uh, quite a few Texans, especially from the Metroplex going there. So it's been awesome to kind of get that hybrid of cultures. And I know as much now about Texas geography as I know about pretty much any geography around right. in, in the region. So it's been awesome to get to know you guys. And um, so, Let's go to the basketball part for a little bit. What And I'm really curious to hear what you have to say here because I've never once really thought to ask a basketball player this. For football players, when you, when you first start and you get here as a freshman, you jump right in because the season is in the fall. For you guys, it's in the spring. So I was, I'm going to ask you, like, what's the first moment where you're like, man, I'm now in college basketball. Like, this is not high school anymore. Like, man, I got to grow up a little bit or um, whether it be physical on the court or, or off the court, handle that. But, like, what is that um, acclimation period like when you first get the Hendrix? Right. I think there's there's a few different acclimation periods with basketball. It's different. Football, you're right. I, and I lived with Daniel Packard my first year. So I saw the football side of it firsthand. And I saw the whiteboard that had his 4.30 a.m. wake up to, you know, all the way down to 9 p.m. dinner that had every second of his day planned out. Did you have to get earmuffs for the alarm clocks going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I, I just started sleeping straight through them. I was like tuning him out. Um, but uh, but I think for basketball, 
initially we have workouts in Sturgis in the fall and kind of do a strength workout and we're on the track. And I think that's a little bit of a shock. Like, oh, okay, it's a different level in high school conditioning. And you're playing pickup out there and you're like, okay, it's a little faster and they're bigger and stronger than high school people. But you don't really get it until October 15th. Because October 15th, you wake up at five something, Coach McCracken owns you now and it's his program. So I think that first day, it was like a shell shock. Like, okay, this is, this is it now. And then that first three weeks or so, you kind of get acclimated. But I'll tell you, and my parents will laugh because they'll probably listen to this. But uh, we, were listen, we were watching our, uh, my first game ever against UCA. So freshman year, UCA, we were watching it probably two weeks ago. And this is probably my welcome to college moment is uh, I was sitting on the bench. I wasn't starting and I was probably like five or six from the very end. And it's the first possession of the game and UCA has the ball and someone drives. And I think Seth or Carl may foul the guy driving. Well, the guy still shoots a floater. And so the, the full stop the you know, whatever the guy still shoots a floater. He misses it. Guy comes in off the backside and one hand put back dunks it so hard I look around on the bench. I'm like, uh, we're about to play these guys right now. I was like, what's going on? And so then end up playing that game and it was fine. And I was kind of like, okay, maybe I, maybe this isn't going to be the worst. Well, then two days later, we have a game in Dallas and we're playing UTD. And I'm like, all right, you know, playing a division three school. Now, here we go. Like, this is really awesome. I had probably 50 family members and friends there. So I was like, this is going to be a great, a great time to show, you know, where I'm doing, what everything's happening. Well, they beat us by 45 points, 105 to 60 or something. I walked up to my parents after the game and I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I was like, these guys are good, like all of them. And, uh, and they told me to stick with it. You know, like, you're good. Just keep working and stuff. And, you know, they supported me awesome throughout college. And my brother was awesome. And, you know, friends, you know, like you and, you know, countless people, uh, but that welcome to college moment, those first two games were, were real because I, I didn't know if I could hang. I was, I was definitely a little self-doubt because it was getting shell-shocked by UCA and then shell-shocked in front of 50 loved ones. And it was, it was a little eye-opening. That's not exactly what I expected when I first asked you that question because I did not realize that, you know, your first game as a Hendricks Warrior was going to be against a Division I school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a welcome to college moment early. Yeah, that's certainly, yeah, I would imagine. And it's amazing because so in basketball, um, you know, I've got I've gotten to know quite a few of you guys over time. And, and, you know, I I know quite a few of the guys that came before you as well, but I never really got a chance to ask them this as much with with football. I mean, you're going to get you're going to have guys who may have played at at small schools to a where they're, uh, you know, the kings pretty much. I think guys who come from larger levels who like they were good players. But we're also playing with five or six Division One guys. We're like, okay, I know I'm not alpha on the field. Like I'm a good football player, but I'm not. So some guys will come and expecting to play right away. Some guys will come in. It's like I, I know I have to fight for my spot. This and that. But they also, it, it's just different. Um, with basketball in particular, what did you expect your first year? And I don't mean in terms of playing time, but just in terms of the level of competition. Right. I, I think I was lucky with uh, who I played within the summers in high school we played really good competition around the country and playing in Dallas which is I mean I think the best metroplex for high school basketball players but without a doubt top five um 
Metroplex. So the competition was always really good. And we played in the largest TAPS, you know, private school division in the state of Texas. So made it to state championship games, regional championship games. So saw a lot of really high level players and games. And I thought I was experienced, but I knew it was going to be a, a different level of speed. And I knew it was going to be a different level of athleticism and size. But I think what I didn't expect was how smart the players were going to be. Uh, and I like to tell people that the biggest difference between division one and division three is the size and the athleticism. Uh, but how division three players make up for it is they're usually smarter. So I think when I came in from high school, I was prepared and tried to prepare myself in the summer for the adjustment of the speed and the, the size of the game. But, you know, you kind of just have to trust yourself when it comes to the IQ part of the game, because the players at this level are very, very smart. Uh, but it, it definitely blew me away because how fast I was expecting it, it was still 10 times faster than what I was expecting. And how good I thought some of the players were, they were 10 times better than how good I thought they were going to be. So I was really impressed with the division three level. And I know my mom and I, at the beginning of the recruiting process, were kind of skeptical about how good the division three level was. And we quickly realized coming to practices and seeing players and stuff that, okay, these kids can play. And that's a really good level. And they have a good balance of school and uh, athletics and usually a good relationship with the coaches and the parents don't ever fight. So we learned a lot of good things uh, in my time at Hendricks, but definitely the biggest adjustment at the beginning was, was uh, the speed, even though I was expecting it, it was quicker than I expected and just how smart the guys were. I just, I'll never get over playing against, you know, Sewanee in their backdoor cuts. And, you know, you can watch Kentucky play and it's incredible and the athletes are amazing, but you try and go to defend action against a six foot guy and they kill you every time. You're almost more impressed with that. You know, that in my opinion, I'm really glad you said that it reminded me of something. So I come from North Rock high school, which we've won, I'm not trying to pump my own tires here, but you know, they've won six of the last 10, 10 state championships in Arkansas. We've had, you know, several guys going Moses Moody now with the Warriors, Nick Smith jr. Is going to, Arkansas, Khalil Ware going to Oregon. I got to see Kayvon Allen, Anton Beard, and all of them play. I mean, some really good players that are playing professional ball. But I remember when I first watched Hendricks, and, man, you mentioned these two guys earlier, and they're probably going to blush. You're going to think they're hot stuff, which <laughs> I love them. They're awesome people. One of the first games I came to watch with my dad, we were watching, and he's like, man, I really like that link kid. And Preston Smith, like, they're the most – like, Preston is, like, looks like just one of the most unassuming guys, like, on the floor. But he, he was so smart in the way he moved. And Jacob's movements were, like, just so intelligent, I thought. And it's like, okay, if you put these guys five-on-five five with some of the guys I saw in high school, they probably would not be the ones you'd pick out of a crowd at least. But their movements, man, I just – I really enjoyed their IQ. And, and I think that says a lot about the game. And, and even though – you don't have a bunch of 6'10 guys out there, you know, yamming and all that and make it from there. I always thought the basketball was a lot more fun to watch in Division Three. Right. It, it's pure basketball, I think, at that, at that level. Uh, and, yeah, Preston, I mean, he's not near as good a shooter as I am, but, you know, he was able to, uh, to have a pretty good career. And he, his movement, right, like you said, off the ball was incredible. And I learned so much in my one year with the Moshed more. And then Jacob, I mean, I played against Jacob in high school for uh, – just one year, I guess. Yeah, just one year. But he put 25 on my head both games. And I mean, like, it can't come here and can do it to college kids. I mean, and you don't expect it, like you said. I mean, they look like normal people and really unathletic. And I mean, if you see Jacob move now, he has one knee that works and he still figures out a way to, you know, get it done. 
so it, and it comes down to their smart, you know, they can use their mind to think their way through the game. And if you can do that, you can, you can stay playing a long time. And if those guys wanted to ever be coaches or anything, I'm sure they'd be, you know, successful in that. I've always thought that was, um, not trying to compare the two, but uh, what separates Luca from a lot of guys is he's not the fastest or he's not the quickest or anything, but he's he's ahead of the game. So he may not be able to win a foot race against someone, but he's going to beat you from point A to point B because he knows where point B is before the other guy does. And, mm-hmm. Right. And always, I thought Hendricks basketball players, every time I watched them, just seemed like they were in that mold. I agree. I think, you know, Coach McCracken does a good job of teaching uh, basketball IQ in practice and just kind of how to think the game. And a lot of reps that we run in practice simulate, you know, game actions. And I think also our group was special because we got to play so long together that we got to feed off. I mean, you know, me, Seth, Carl, Alex, Jack played four years together and a ton of minutes and a ton of big games. And we relied on to do a ton of stuff. So at the end of it, we, we knew where we, each other were going to be and what each other were thinking. And we had complete trust in each other and the, the bonds that we created out on the court definitely translated into our friendship and then our friendship off the court translated back onto the court to see how much we enjoyed playing with each other and you know I think that's a that's a good sign of a good team and our chemistry was special here too. So that was definitely something I was going to lead into eventually talking about that class because it's not very often you see a team take the court with five seniors and I mean it's that's I think why it was so much fun to watch all this year is being able to see all the investment that Coach McCracken put into y'all, the how much investment y'all put into one another, and to see that manifest, and it and it really did in, in some some massive games where it was so tight, and I really thought that just the chemistry that y'all had. I mean, it's that word is used so much in sports, but for those who played it at a high enough level, or at least have been around that kind of environment, you can see it and you can feel it. There are times where you can just feel it, and I always felt that with y'all, which was special. But okay, so let's rewind now. Let's talk about that class. Let's talk about those guys. Um, when did you know y'all had something? I think I think freshman year we thought we had something. Uh, we obviously didn't win as many games as we did the following three years that year, uh, but we started three freshmen. Uh, Seth and Carl started all year. I ended up starting for about more than half of it. Uh, Alex and Jake riding, who Jake ended up uh, having to leave, uh, but they ended up being the first two guys off the bench. So we had five freshmen in a big time minutes early in our career. Uh, we knew we were going to lose games because of that then, but we knew it would pay off later. Uh, we didn't think it would be so quick uh, sophomore year by having such a good season immediately after and finishing second in conference and, you know, having a heartbreaking loss in the semifinal that, you know, really could have given us a chance to play for that championship that year. But, uh, but that group, I think, really stuck together. I think that freshman year, we learned a lot and kind of looked around at each other, okay, we're, we have a chance. And when you have a player like Seth Stanley, I mean, you really have a chance in any game because the guy can go and get you a bucket when you need it. Uh, but, but we couldn't have done it with just him or, or just me or just Carl or just Alex. I mean, it, it wasn't one guy. It really took all of us. I think we all brought something different to the table. You know, Seth was our guy that if we needed a bucket, we needed stuff, we'd go to him. And Carl, when we needed a defensive stop and we needed somebody – to do, you know, the dirty work, Carl was going to do that. We, need, we needed Alex to go bang and get rebounds that we had that. And when you needed somebody to go chew everybody out, you had me to go do that. So uh, it was a good dynamic. You know, I think we all respected each other and loved each other a lot. And just the trust was there. Uh, I think we all are going to regret forever not winning one. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, that's not really what matters. Um, the relationships are more what matters. 
but that group is always going to be special. And uh, like you said, I mean, three winning years, three winning seasons, uh, which hadn't happened in a long time. And we really got cut off a whole season because of COVID, which somehow we still ended up with a winning record that year by practicing for half a year in pods. And then we come back and kind of fighting COVID again and still end up with another winning record and finish third in conference. I mean, so uh, our, our record here and our, uh, our resume will definitely be, you know, one that I'm proud of and, and glad that we got to have those wins, but I'm definitely more proud of the relationships and friendships that were along the way. Uh, Cause this group was special on the court, but way more special off the court. That gets told a lot to people who, who visit college and when they're doing, when they're visiting for sports and they're like, yeah, I, I get it, but they don't really get it at the time. And it's always nice to hear people at the end of their career say, yeah, that is because that's exactly what I remember too. And, and we had some very similar experiences um, to y'all where it's like, oh my gosh, literally just that one play. I mean, if it's there, you know, we were two Hail Marys away from being a nine and one and going to the playoffs my last year, but you know, it just happens that way. But I tell you, you know, when you walk across that stage, when you're sitting there talking to your friends, like you're not thinking about any of that stuff, I promise. And then like, and, and I'm obviously not that far into my post career, but I mean, it's, you just think about those guys and be able to pick up the phone and call them, text them, just all that. And I mean, it's, it's special. And that's really what matters. Obviously you want to win. Right. But right. I mean, it's, it is special. And, and it was just awesome to be able to see y'all become that because that's what I want for anyone who does college athletics especially when you come to a place like this, because I honestly think it, this kind of place nurtures that better than a lot of other places. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My parents will never stop praising Hendricks or the people they met. And we have friends that play division one or division two, and those parents don't always have the best relationship with the other parents because it's so cutthroat and they want their kid to be better. Well, I know the Stanleys would invite people over their Airbnb, the whole family or a whole team, every parent, for you know before the game to hang out or the night before the night after I mean it was just such a good you know relationship for everybody you know it was a family atmosphere from coach McCracken down to my brother you know I mean everybody felt a part of Hendricks basketball and everybody felt accepted and on the same mission and, and like you said that's what it's college sports are about is is building that relationships with you know I'm super close with Carl Fitch's parents and Alex's parents and they're close with my parents and you know, if they ever need anything, you know, I can call them or if I ever need anything, I can call them. It, it, it's really a special place here. And, you know, like you said, relationships mean way more than any of the wins. With football, it's one thing because you're playing with a lot of players. And so there's a benefit to that because you get to meet more guys like you get to be in an intimate you know, setting with more guys and you get to meet more parents. But at the same time, I think just the person that I am, I really admired what I saw in the stands, you know, at basketball games where the parents were all sitting together, you know, obviously uh, coach McCracken's wife, Jen is just in the stands leading it all. And like, just, you could tell how close everyone was and how much they enjoyed uh, being around each other. And I mean, it was just, a, it was a really cool thing to be a part of and, and to see that. And even I and my parents, like were welcomed into that group a little bit, you know, people would come and talk to them and, and talk to me. I'm like, man, this is, this is, for me, like the pinnacle of college athletics, this is what it should be. Right. I, I agree. I mean, I, I wouldn't change anything about it. I mean, COVID obviously killed a lot of, a lot of stuff, but not, not anything that we can control anymore. So, I mean, the stuff that we can control and what we were given, I mean, it was, it was the pinnacle of college athletics for sure. I mean, I'm, you know, looking to play somewhere else next year and I already know it's not gonna, it's not gonna match the experience I was given here. And, 
you know, I'm super excited for that opportunity, but the people here are second to none. And, and you're right. It is, it is a special place. So I've already got a little bit of insight into your future plans. I know you're going to, you know, you just mentioned you're going to be playing uh, next year. And then after that, we have a pretty good idea of probably what you want to do. When you first came to Hendricks, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? You know, I always knew I wanted to coach. I always knew that I just wanted to be around basketball. Why? I just, I, the competition, the comp, just waking up and getting the chance to compete against somebody else every day is just awesome to me. Uh, and I mean, that's like really cliche, but it really comes down to that. The, the preparing for it, the getting ready, the, the feeling when my hands over my heart at the national anthem, like the feeling in my stomach right there, it's not nerves anymore. It's just pure excitement, pure let's go. And I think I never want to lose that feeling. And I think I've coached for the past few summers and obviously it's different because I'm still playing. I'm not coaching. And I'm, I guess I'm trying to chase that same feeling of, of that awesome competitiveness that I love. Uh, but I just love basketball and helping kids and, you know, a coach can impact so many people's lives. I mean, my life's been impacted so positively by so many coaches and, you know, and also I've learned what not to do from other coaches. Uh, so I think that the ability to positively impact so many people each year is awesome, but more just the competitiveness and being around basketball every day. And, and I just never want that to end. I mean, if, if I just wake up to basketball every day, I'll never work a day in my life. Uh, so I, that's never changed. Um, the levels have changed. What I've wanted to do to get there has changed. COVID has changed some stuff. But I think at the end of the day, I, I've kind of decided that I'm going to want to play for as long as I can. If, if people are going to keep letting me play, I'm going to keep playing until they tell me I got to stop. And then, uh, and then after, I really, I'm really interested in the college basketball level. I think those 18 to 22-year-old kids are, are a good group of age to coach. Um, I think that it's a competitive level. Uh, and I think that if you do it right, you can you can make something special happen. So we'll get back to the coaching part in just a second. But I did want to ask you this. Nowadays, you see, well, it's always been like this, really, I think. But in the NCAA tournament, you can really see when some guys thrive who, you know, those teams that are older, more experienced guys where, I mean, you, you know, you have a St. Peter's type kind of team where they beat teams that have more talent than they do. But it's teams that have that cohesiveness, maybe that you were talking about with the guys that have been together, but just understand the game more. So with you going on to play a fifth year, what do you think, where have you seen the most improvement, whether it be like in your game, but also in the way that you approach the game mentally? How do, where have you grown the most, do you think? I think uh, just thinking my way through the game really, really smartly now, just, you know, trying to just minimize the energy I use, minimize the mistakes I make, just try and be as efficient as possible. I think if I can think my way through the game, that gives me the best chance. I mean, I, if people want to speed me up, that's okay. But I, I just need to use my mind as the way to be like Luca. You know, obviously I'm not going to be anything like Luca, but if you can kind of do what he does and get to point B before they can get to point B because they don't know where it is, that's my advantage. Uh, but I think coming into college, you know, I really thought I was about winning and, and wanted to win and stuff, but, but there were games where I would, we would win and I wouldn't play the best and I wouldn't be the happiest. And so I think that realized, like, are you really about winning? Like, are you really about it? And that made me switch my mind. Like, you have to be about winning in college. And so I think that's what I'm 
learned what I'm going to take next year and what I'm going to take for the rest of my life is like, you have to really be about winning. You can't care about yourself if you really want to win. And, uh, and that was the lesson I learned as a freshman. And I think that's where I grew the most is like, all right, I'm really about winning. If it, if that takes me diving on the floor seven times tonight and not shooting at one time and just guarding their best player and we win the game, I'm going to jump around in that locker room. Like I just scored 35 points because we all just won. Uh, and so I think that's where I grew the most. And that's where, uh, what I'm going to try and take next year is just all about winning because if it's my final season of basketball, I want everybody to just want to win because, you know, everybody's happy when you win, winning cures everything, right? When no, there's no problems in a winning locker room. So, uh, so that's what I want to bring is just a winning mentality because that's, that's what I learned. And that's what I'm about now. Definitely. I mean, I thought I was about it and maybe that cost me a state championship in high school, but it's what I'm about. So that's that's what I've learned and I'm going to take with me. Well, there's certainly a reason why we keep an electronic scoreboard in the gym. That's the <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it's why play the game if you don't have it right. I mean, it's it's one of those. But when you when you the reason why I asked you about the coaching in particular is one thing that always stood out to me about you, especially when we talk after games is just how you would rave about other guys on the team and, and also the energy that you had when we'd be beating on teams and then the freshmen would go in like some of the younger guys would go in and the energy that and I'd see it on the bench with you like coaching those guys up and and really being invested in them as people and so then I'd ask you in the game I know you you'd have a game where you probably have 18 to 20 points I mean shooting probably over 50 percent from three but I'd ask you about hey you know Alex came in he got you eight points 11 boards this and that I mean how crucial is he oh Alex this Alex that you know Darvis had a good game too Darvis that Darvis this I mean just the way you would rave about other guys it always seemed to me that maybe you're in this as much coaching because of just how much investment you had in those guys and seeing them succeed. Cause I swear you would have great games, but you were never happier in my opinion than talking about those guys and, and how well they did as well. And, and you really just seem to get the idea of team and what that's all about. Yeah. Right. I think, I mean, that's what I hope everybody remembers about me. I hope they remember I was a good teammate or at least tried to be, um, you know, I, I try to lead those guys and, and win as many games as possible and, and push them across the finish line. But, but I was always trying to be the first one to be the biggest cheerleader for them too. And, and definitely that's why I love coaching is the relationships with people. I mean, you can build so many great relationships in those battles and wars on the court because it's you and him and, you know, the guys you got in that foxhole with you. So, so I, yes, I mean, definitely I, I'm way more happy when they do better. I mean, I'm, because you can't win without your teammates. And, and I know I'm, you know, going to try my hardest every game. And, and I know they are too. But if we can really get out of those other guys, you can win a lot of games. So, so I try to always rave on them. I hope they felt the love. Because uh, I love those guys to death, always will. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. How much of that do you attribute the investment that you put into the younger guys? How much of it do you think is you paying it forward from the guys who came before you? And like you talk about Jacob and Preston and those guys, is there any, any better to you of paying forward what they gave to you? Oh, most definitely. I mean, my dad tries to remind me every time how welcomed I felt freshman year. I mean, I never had a, had a time freshman year where I felt like somebody wanted me off the team or, or to leave a party or, or something like that, you know, whatever it was, they always welcomed me with open arms. And so, when I saw how they treated me and how cool I thought they were and how cool they made me feel and how cool I thought Hendricks was and everything was awesome, you know, for me at the time, 
I realized that I had so much impact over the younger guys because they're in a shell. They're, they're shocked when they're in college. Uh, so definitely, you know, trying to pay that forward and, and those guys will pay it forward. And, and that's how you build a really successful culture. And I think we came into a good culture. I think we left it better than we found it. And I trust that these guys that we're leaving it to have, have seen enough from us and, and hopefully from other people that they're going to keep doing it because there's a good group of guys in here now. And, and I think they have the tools to continue to be successful and have a good culture. But yeah, definitely. That was, that was definitely my plan to, to give them the experience that I was given and, and to pay it forward. And hopefully, and I know they will. Well, I can tell you, I know that y'all left it better than you found it. And that's not a slide against anyone who came before y'all, but it's just, it's been awesome to watch you guys grow up and play and just how much fun I had at those games going into that fifth year now playing. Is there anything that, that you're maybe anxious about, kind of worried about, kind of like an unknown factor there? I think uh, the unknown of the city obviously is, is a little, uh, you know, worrisome, but, I, but I'm, I'm ambitious to the point where I think that that's something that I'm really excited for too, is not knowing where I'm going to be. My mom works for American Airlines, so it'll be a smooth transition. They'll be able to visit, come to games. Uh, I think the not knowing who my teammates are going to be is definitely the biggest one. Growing so close to these guys and so close to Coach McCracken. Um, being prepared by having so many different assistant coaches in my time at Hendricks, uh, hopefully will get me ready to have a different coach, you know, next year. And I'm excited to learn the new system that they have in place. Uh, but I'm a little nervous and uh, anxious about who the teammates are going to be. And I'm sure they're going to accept me. And I'm just going to come in and, you know, try and be a leader and, and show that I'm all about winning. And I'm here for one year. I'm not here to step on anyone's toes, but we're here to get a job done. So uh, I'm really excited, but I guess just anxious about the whole experience. I mean, just being able to watch you transform from the way you were your freshman year, not that there's any big difference in like your confidence or anything, but just seeing the role that you um, you adopted on the team like and, and how that's that's evolved as time's gone on like is there any bit of that where you're like and you're talking about you don't know who your new teammates are yet do you kind of have to keep an open mind as to the role that you want to have on that team from a locker room standpoint like who yeah. you like your voice like where is my voice in this and that yeah definitely I mean I I know I can't come in and and be hot and just start yelling at everybody because I haven't I haven't proven anything at you know wherever it is um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to come in and still be a leader and still get on to people and still push people to, to be their best and my best. Um, but, you know, with my role, uh, I'm going to come in and compete. You know, I'm, I'm not scared if, if they say that they have a starting point guard, two guard and a backup point guard, two guard, I'm not going to just go to my room and hang up my shoes. Right. You know, I mean, I'm, those kids are going to have to prove it, prove that they're better than me. Uh, but, but, you know, like I said, if I, if I lose that battle, I'm going to be a great teammate uh, and just, you know, try and be a great leader and, you know, vocal in the locker room if my time comes, you know, and that happens. But, but I, I anticipate and, and winning some spots and playing some minutes. So, uh, so hopefully those guys will, will like what I bring on the court and will listen to me and follow by, you know, hopefully first example and then by words. And I kind of put you on the spot here, but just because I saw him run by, going forward into your fifth year and then going into your career in coaching in the future, what's the, and maybe not, maybe it's not just one thing, but is there anything that coach McCracken said or taught you that you're like, man, wherever I end up, I definitely want to take that with me. Like, that's what I want to be in that kind of sense or. 
You know, he's done so much over the four years. It's hard to pinpoint one exact thing he said or done. Uh, one, a few times last year, he would give me the, the dry erase marker in practice and just say, go drop a play. And he just go make me drop a play and run it. And he was like, as a GA, sometimes the coach is going to do that. Just give you a, a marker and then he's going to want you to drop a play and see if it works. And uh, so he gave me great experience with that kind of stuff. And he, you know, kind of gave me an insight on scouting and film breakdown and stuff. Uh, but I think what I learned the most about him that I would like to take is how much he cared for his players. Uh, I think that's something that's hard to be taught, uh, but he showed us. And uh, he showed us every day by giving us a different, you know, motivational quote or Bible quote or, or you know, just anything, a life lesson for the day. Uh, he really taught us more than just basketball. So I think wherever I go, I definitely want to teach more than just basketball. I want to teach those kids how, you know, to be a good brother or friend or dad or son or whatever it is, because he definitely taught me how to be a better every one of those. Uh, and that's way more important than coaching. So I think that's what I want to take from Coach McCracken is, how well he treated all of us and how much he respected all of us and, and, you know, really gave us a voice and a, and felt like we had meaning. I can tell you, I didn't even play for him, but I've been around him enough and I've seen him enough that there are so many things about him that I want to emulate as well. Cause I really, like you were saying, you can see it, the investment that he has in people and, and he wants this, that drive to see improvement in people and to bring it out of them and for them to flourish is it's just awesome when you can just feel it inside. And, and I think you certainly got that. Well, as you know, there's more to it than just being a student athlete. I mean, like being an athlete, there's right. a student part of that as well. So with Hendrix, when you look back, you know, you're going to walk across the stage tomorrow. What, do you, what are your memories? What comes back to you when you think about being on that side of the street? Right. You know, there, there's so many memories. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I mean, the, the parties that we had were awesome. I mean, they, they had some good times there. Uh, what? Y'all party? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, some of those, some of those times, especially before COVID, you know, are, are memories that I'll always, you know, cherish and remember, but, but in that classroom, it, it was really special. You know, I, I came expecting basketball and expecting to build relationships with my teammates and coaches, but I guess I wasn't expecting as much to build so many good relationships with my professors and with my other classmates that, you know, played a different sport or didn't play a sport or, or, you know, four years older than me, like you, I mean, those were the relationships I didn't expect I was going to build, but with the small classrooms that Hendricks has and the awesome professors that they have, uh, my experience over there was great. I mean, being able to just go into office hours and not being worried about what they were going to think or how many people were going to be there or whatever it was, if they knew my name, uh, all those worries that you face at a big school aren't really there. Uh, and which I really liked. I mean, I, I went to a you know private school in high or a private high school in Dallas that's similar size to Hendrix. It's a really big high school. Uh, the relationships here were more sincere and close, and and I think that's you know a testament to how great that side of campus is. It's special, and I always like telling people uh, when they go into the cafeteria, look, the food is great, but what's so special is being at those tables that encourage people to talk to one another, not just having these circular isolated tables where it's just five people, you know, they can go and off in a corner and talk. No, you can't hide from anybody. And it's just fostering that fellowship and that sports does that as well. But when you can take that to that side of the street as well and, 
and be with people. I mean, so many of the people I would imagine that you were in principles of accounting with, those are probably the same people you had a lot of senior classes with. So you got to grow with them as well as, as your teammates on the court. Right, right. It, it is cool that you, uh, you go on that academic journey with those people and uh, you feel like you're getting smarter and learning more. And, you know, like you come back, you know, the next year, and you're like, oh, hey, remember we did that from that other class and we had that one together too. And and figure it out. And uh, there's a guy named Joe Thomas. I don't know if Joe will listen to this, but Joe's my man. I mean, I, I got to know him in one of my freshman level classes and somehow we had like every semester of class together. And uh, so him and I had became great friends and it, he never played a sport, never whatever. He started coming to all the games. I mean, great guy. I mean, awesome guy. So, so the relationships like that are, are, are really cool as well. Like you said, I mean, those and then, and then you didn't mention, but the cafeteria ladies, we gotta, we gotta give a big shout out to the cafeteria ladies. Cause those, those women are awesome and, and guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, that side of campus has a really good, really good uh, reputation for me. As the clock's winding down a little bit, I mean, I know finals are already over with, so you've had some time to kind of relax and all that. When you go into the cafeteria or you walk into the SLTC, you walk around campus, you're like, man, this is it, isn't it? Yep, it, it is definitely surreal. I, I walked yesterday with a few guys to go take that senior photo in the brick pit that we took our uh, our freshman year. And I looked through campus and someone was on the phone. I said, hey, get off your phone. I go, look around campus. I go, we don't, we're not going to look at this very much longer. And uh, and we all kind of laughed, you know, but all were like, wow, we aren't going to look at this very much longer. And, and campus is so pretty right now at this time of year with all the flowers and stuff. So yeah, the, the last time seeing these buildings for a while will definitely be kind of surreal because it, it has been home for four years and and Harden Hall, Harden 224 will always be a good little room for me. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the buildings I'll miss and the people I'll miss way more. So it is surreal. I wasn't trying to make you cry or anything like that. Not that you are. <laughs> he's not. For those of you who can't see him, he's not crying. But I only asked you that, Sean, because, I mean, I remember when I was in that position and I mean, it's just like, man, and it hits you. And then, surprise, I get brought back. <laughs> Welcome back. But it, it definitely makes you, I mean, it just makes you appreciate it that much more. But I mean, it's just awesome that we can be at a place that is, is like that. Because, again, I feel like a lot of my friends went off and did, you know, things. And I think they had a really good time doing what they did. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm one of the more luckier ones just because of the environment that I got to be in and the people that I met. Because ultimately, like you were saying, it's the people more than anything. Yeah, the people here second to not all. I always love that about Arkansas and Hendricks. And like you said, you know just as much about Dallas now because of in Texas because of all the people here. Well, I feel like I know just enough about Arkansas as you know you guys do, and I'm so glad that I do. Well, I know we appreciated it when the Razorbacks were in the NCAA tournament and we saw you at JJ's a few times watching them. It's like you were an honorary hog. Like, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll gladly accept you into our family. Oh, and absolutely. I'll, I'll do it. I'll root for them. <laughs> that may not make you very popular in the state of Texas, but uh, <laughs> it. That's how it goes. So, you know, before we close up shop is what would, um, and it may not, again, it may not just be one thing, but if you could go back and talk to high school senior, Sean Coleman, what, what would you, any piece of advice you tell him or anything you learned over these four years? I know it's tough. Uh, that's a really good question. Well, let me think. Well, first I want to, I know my parents will listen. So Mom, dad, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you guys. So seriously, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Best four years of my life. Love you guys. Uh, Coach McCracken, seriously, I'm indebted forever. You're awesome. Uh, and then all of my teammates, freaking best four years ever. So thank you guys. 
Um, four years ago, if I could tell myself anything, I'd probably tell myself, man, I don't know. I had a fun four years. I did a lot of the things I wish I did. Go hike more. I go hike more. Go, go, go see Arkansas more. That's what I would do. Go see Arkansas more. I think you're definitely someone who got about as much fulfillment out of the experience as someone could get. And and that's kind of what it is just to enjoy the right. Cause I feel like, you know, coach Buck always says you feel like a passion in your own life. Sometimes like just life's flying by. And, and there are times where you're in a class where you're like, you're in in the middle of the semester and you're like, golly, with this, please just, and I can't wait for finals to be over with. And then you look back and you're like, man, where did that time go? And just enjoy the ride. And I wish I could tell more people that over there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think I, you know, I, I, maybe I would tell myself to study less. Maybe that'd be my, my advice to study a little bit less. Is it, you know, but, but not really. <laughs> I mean, not really. I, I think, I think I did a good job of being a driver in my, in my college career. I mean, obviously we're all passengers at times. Um, but I like to think that I, I fulfilled a lot of the things that I came here to do. And uh, I don't have very many, if any regrets about it all. So High school senior Sean, good job. (laughs) Hike more though. In the end, that's all you can hope for, really. Right. So, Sean, it's been, and I really mean this, it's been a pleasure to watch you guys play over the last four years and to see you guys grow as people. And this school means so much to me because of the legacy that my family has here. And to see people like you and Seth and Carl and Alex and Jack and all those guys live through that badge. I mean, that means a lot to people like me. So it's been awesome to get the get to know you guys and get to talk to y'all and, and have y'all represent this college and good luck down the road. Thanks for coming on. It's been a blast, man. Thank you. I'll never, uh, I'll never forget it. And I can never thank you enough for everything. So thank you, Sandy.